They buried me in the water and I came, I knew. Ha <laughs> ha! Now I'm baptized in blue. I'm a fighter. I'm a winner, never quit. I refuse to lose. I got heart and I got gritty. I'm a warrior. Just been baptized in blue. I'm a warrior. Just been baptized in blue. I'm a fighter. What's up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast episode of Changing the Culture Podcast with your host, me, Autumn Clifford. As always, I'm totally excited to be here with you and bringing you the heat, fresh, new perspectives, anything and everything I can bring you to change your mind. This is the only self-help podcast hosted by a female cop. I want to welcome you. I want you to brace yourself um, because I don't do it like anybody else. I'm really uh, blunt. I'm in your face. I do swear. It is what it is. Uh, I want to welcome you to the show. I'd like to first tell you that this episode is brought to you by the Lady Sheepdog Club. And if you are a female first responder or a female looking to become a female first responder, then you need to go and check this out and become part of this movement. Yeah, it's just at the end of the day, ladies, being a woman and a man's world, it is different. And this can piss some guys off, but it's just the, it's just the truth. I've been doing this thing for uh, over 10 years now, and it's different for us. And the culture has changed in some uh, agencies, but in many across the world, it hasn't. And we need to be uh, learning together and we need to be developing leadership skills um, to be, you know, squared away females. I think that's very important. And so I developed this uh, Lady Sheepdog movement just for you. You can click the link below. Go to my website, autumnclifford.com, uh, and you can go and find the Lady Sheepdog Movement on there if you'd like. But uh, this is what today's episode is sponsored by, and I think you should go check it out. Go be a part of it. Stop messing around. All right. So I'm so excited to bring to you today's content. I hope you loved the intro. You can listen to the end of the, the song at the end of this episode. I hope you enjoy. What's up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast episode of the Changing the Culture podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, as always. I'm really excited uh, to share with you this next guest. She's been like this internet sensation. Um, all of the first responders that I know has, are now following her on Instagram and or TikTok. Um, I bet you even might be. Um, her name is Miss Erica Chadwick, and you can find her on TAC Mobility. Um on TikTok, on Instagram, and she's cool as fuck. So obviously I had to get her on the podcast. Erica, what's up? Yay. How's it going? Excited to have you. Dude, I'm super pumped to be here because I've already reached out to you. I reached out to you a long time ago. I was like, hey girl, hey, let's connect. And this, and she shut me down. She ignored me hard. Yeah, but you don't hard. understand. You don't understand what the fucking DMs, you now know, but you didn't understand then what the DMs are like. <laughs> sure. I'm like, I have a really good heart. I want to like talk to you about this shit. And now I get people from like India every two hours that are like, Hey, would you like my product? I'm like, yeah, same. Yeah. So I know I, I reached out to Erica and I'm like, Hey, so I'm really sorry. I was a bitch like five months ago. Um, I see oh. that you're pretty cool now and like you were legit back then you're still legit so do you want to hang out 
<laughs> the best part is like in that string on Instagram, I'm like, hey, Autumn, blah, 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 like six months ago. And then your message is like, hey, do you still want to talk? <laughs> well, I felt like a bitch, ma'am. Once I saw that you were legit, but you have to understand there's a lot of people that aren't legit and they want to get on the podcast. You know, who got, I don't have time for that. <laughs> Hot seats. So tell everybody a little bit about you. Sure. Um, so I'm the founder and the creator of Tack Mobility, Controlling the Mind and the Machine, which is a training course, um, an in-service training course for law enforcement. Um, and uh, yeah, we kind of got started uh, doing that in about 2020. I've been kind of in the circles of law enforcement for a long time. I'm actually a, I sell switchblades um, for a company called Ravencrest Tactical. And um, so I've just kind of like been placed in this really cool environment of people that are not typically like myself. And, and that started in about 2013. So yeah, I've just been, I've just been hanging out with cops for a really long time and I came up with something cool out of it. So can you like tell us a little bit more? Cause there's people who have no fucking clue what TAC mobility is and like what you do. So can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Tackleability, like I mentioned, is a training program. And what we serve to do is to support law enforcement officers um, in their health, right? Mental wellness is kind of this, it's still a stigmatized topic um, in your guys's culture. And I was sort of on the sidelines, just hanging out with cops and I don't come from this world. So I'm not really jaded. We'll, we'll say that <laughs> like, I still see glitter and unicorns. And like, I think the world is a great place and everyone is trying to do their best. And so I've just kind of like been sitting on the sidelines and throughout the seven years of just befriending people, I heard a lot of stories of just like, you know, just really deep, painful stories of families breaking up and, you know, officers that I meet where, you know, they're like pouring their feelings out to me because they're drunk at the time. And, you know, I was just like, man, you know, I really want to like help you guys. You need to like meditate or like do yoga or something. And they're like, bitch, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Um, and I'm like, no, 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 we can do this. We can do this. So I actually created this program called Tactical Yoga. Um, you probably never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think I have. <laughs> right. Cause it didn't go far. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you laugh. Huh. <laughs> I can understand that. What happened? Far. Yeah. It didn't really catch on. Um, and what I decided to do was sort of take all of the experience and sort of those candid conversations that I'd had over seven years. I took that. And then I took my background of being a certified yoga instructor, understanding trauma rehabilitation. And I sort of married the two. I wanted to make wellness accessible to law enforcement. So the program is really focused on creating um, this resilient mindset, not just so that you can feel better, but because decision-making is a part of every aspect of your job, mm -hmm. right? Like understanding your intuition, knowing when to speak, knowing not when to speak. Like there's all different types of decision-making opportunities that you have. And in terms of how much training y'all get, versus how much time you spend on the range, it's just imbalanced. So the program ended up sort of like morphing into kind of what you see now, if you pop onto our social media, you'll see this like, it's very mindset driven. How can we kind of build up your mentality, self-awareness, self-care, stuff like that. But now yeah, the program really started off as 
how do we just like physically help you feel better? Cause this doesn't look good. And so you said that you were inspired just because like you've been around a bunch of cops a lot. Yeah. Like one story that kind of comes to mind is I remember hanging out with a buddy of mine, we were in Ohio and we were just kicking it after a conference and remember drunk and like opening up. And he ends up telling me about this moment where he found himself on his patio and he had a gun in his mouth mm-hmm. and his someone ended up like getting a hold of him and he ended up not doing that. And he's telling me the story and he's like expressing a lot of emotion. Well, we kind of like stop hanging out that night. We're supposed to meet for breakfast in the morning. Doesn't end up showing up. And I'm kind of stressed out a little bit. Come to find out like he slept <laughs> like, and he came up running and he's like, girl, I have not slept over longer than four hours. And I don't even know how long. Aww. And I was like, man, that's what it's about, dude. So it's in hearing like years of hearing stories like that, where I'm going, life is, life can be better. Like it, it shouldn't feel this heavy and this hard to be in your body. And so the more questions that I asked and the more I kind of tried to get people to go towards that direction, the more I started learning about a lot of the challenges that kind of get in the way of being able to get there. Like what are they? Um, time was a really big thing that was, it was really surprising. So like the rest of the world has, has the privilege of time. I'll give Mm. you an example. I went on a ride along and it was just a bunch of fuck shit. The entire shift was just stupid, like meth fuck shit. And welcome to our life. (laughs) That's not my life. Right. So like the whole time we're just talking shit. We're talking shit so hard about people. We're just like, what are you doing with your life? And we're just, we're going off for, you know, eight hours and we like almost got to hot calls. And so we're like racing across town and all the things. And I finally get home and I like, I'm laying in bed and I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I go to bed now? Cause it's 3 AM mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to do life tomorrow. Like, what do I do? And then I was like, Oh, I'll just have a shot. And then I was like, Oh, here's where it is. Okay. Okay. So you guys like, you don't have resources. So you're, you're like, you're, you're going to reach naturally. Anyone's going to reach towards what they have access to. And unfortunately alcohol is kind of like the only permissible form of medication in your culture. So like, there it is. So for me, I'm like, okay, I needed a shot, but then I also needed to like sleep in and then I needed to meditate. And then I needed to like figure out a way to reconceptualize the night that I just had. Mm -hmm. So I needed to tell myself, you know, they probably were raised that way. And, you know, they probably have only had experience like this and whatever. That is a privilege that most officers don't have because on the other side of your shift is being a human, like showing up for your kids, showing up for yourself, going to the grocery store, filling up your car with gas, all the things. And so because you don't have time in between your shifts, you don't have a way to like decompress. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge challenge that I've, I've found a lot of officers are running to. So like, what do you, like, what's TAC mobility do for that? TAC mobility for, for that space, it's just becoming more mindful of the fact that you don't have a lot of space and time and that 
recovery is important. So it then becomes, once it becomes like an awareness of yours or it comes into your consciousness of like, oh shit, I need to take care of my body like on the real, then you start to look at your schedule and go, hey, I maybe I can't do something about my schedule. Maybe I can't shift stuff around, but can I be more open with my partner to let them know that I need some decompression time? Can I let them know that I need to hit up the gym and just sit in the sauna? Like, I don't know what that looks like for everybody's context, but it's just about gaining that awareness that you need that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I see you guys, I see like on your socials, you do a lot with like body bending and like stretching and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Body bending. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) I love it. It's like what a cop would say. It's not, it's not stretching your yoga. It's body bending. (laughs) Tactical body bending. I love it. That's what it is. Tactical body bending. Hello, new name, new program. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to see that next week. I love it. So the, the, the stretching and stuff is kind of this like non-negotiable when it comes to your type of your line of work. Um, I don't think that a lot of officers think about their bodies as going through the same types of highs and lows as an athlete. Um, but that's, what's happening. You're, you're having this influx of, um, chemical responses in your body throughout a shift, you may not respond to it over time if you become desensitized to it, but nonetheless, your body still has a physical reaction. So if your brain is constantly taking in information and you're saying, oh, this is a threat or, oh, I need to look to the right or left. I need to be cautious. Is there somebody following me into the bathroom? When you're always on, your brain is communicating to your body through um, your nervous system, which is releasing chemicals that makes you move and do stuff. So think about a time when like your boss sends you an email and is like, hey, we need to meet. Okay, your brain is gonna be like, right? Your brain is gonna be like, (laughs) immediate reaction right there. Like, so your, your brain then goes through like this Rolodex of what ifs, right? That's the hypervigilance. And then you might start to feel sensation in your belly. Okay. So when you have hundreds of millions of neurons that are happening in your stomach and they're communicating with your brain and you're releasing cortisol everywhere, your stomach is going to tense up. Your body is going to tense up. You're you're wired to get larger. There's all types of physiological responses that just happen. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take care to do the opposite effect, so let's take the stomach thing and go a little further. If you're walking around all day with a tight stomach, Mm -hmm. okay, like even right now, wherever you're sitting, just relax your belly, like as much as you can. Mm. You can feel how opposite that is of what, of where you just were. Yeah. So you've got your stomach, you've got your psoas muscles, you've got all of your digestal, like di- digestive system inside of there. You've got your stomach inside of here. If you're holding onto those muscles, they're getting shorter, right? Think about sitting in a patrol car all day long. Those muscles are not gaining length. Okay. They're being shortened. So if your stomach muscles are tight, then that means that the backside of your body is going to hurt when you stand up. Okay. So the stretching has to do with your body is going to go through a lot. You have to take the time to recover it, or you're going to end up a statistic. Mm. Is that your dog? It is. He's like, he's like, there's another dog on the other side of the door and he like wants to play. So you'll hear him. Hey, he's like adding to the, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. He's my tactical chihuahua. Love it. Yeah. Well, so here's, what's interesting. <clears throat> Cause I don't know what you know about me, but so, um, 
a back injury took me out. It's a, it was a career ending injury. So now I, I, uh, police part-time and that's really just to uh, maintain my certifications. So I'm definitely not in a patrol car doing any kind of shit with a duty belt. Um, and it's totally a lot of like what you said, uh, totally preventable. The thing is, is it was completely preventable. And the injury that I have, um, is very common. Like half of it is very common, um, amongst, you know, cops back injuries i don't know a cop who does back does not hurt them like that's the truth and uh so i think what you're doing is so much needed i think that what is sad is here's like that it's not in the academies now like that this is just like some sort of new concept here's the thing the thing is this is when you said erica you talked about the athlete like what our bodies go through right and you talked about you talked about, um, you know, us being, yeah, you talk about like the whole athlete thing and you talk about how, you know, like our bodies, like what we're doing is, you know, like you were just kind of discussing like what we go through emotionally and physically, like it, it can be equated to like that of an athlete. And if we look at athletes, like they go through serious PT and like, like stretching and you know, un like cool downs and warm ups, and they go through all of these things, and that's not what it's like for a first responder. It's like, okay, let's go get your ass on the road, and then when how you're far, done, right? Like, how far into the ground can we run our body? Like, right. mm-hmm. I think if people were to like kind of stop, if you were to take your soul out of your body, and it's just this this body, right? It's mm-hmm it's flesh. It's an organism. It's totally susceptible to being broken and hurt and damaged. And like, it's a container for everything that you fucking go through. Right. You have to take care of it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, like it just, I don't know, it just re- goes back to, you know, pre COVID I'm just going to share with all our listeners who are going to be able to relate to this pre COVID. It was like this. If you they didn't give a fuck if you were puking. You could still come into your patrol car. You open up that door. You throw up. You go to work because we need bodies. We need you on the road. Okay. Like, unless you really were running a very, very high temperature and like could not physically come to work, you were expected to come to work. Like, that is it. And like that, that is the culture of law enforcement. That's how it was pre COVID. I don't know, you know, what everyone's doing now. I mean, I'm, I, ha- I have an idea. It's getting back to normal, like getting back to that, which is kind of sad, you know, but, um, the whole taking care of our bodies thing is not definitely not the norm. And when you said, yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, after the ride along and you're trying to unwind and then you said, yeah, I'm just going to go and have a shot. That just resonated so deeply because that's just, that is just so common, but here's what you have to understand too. And everybody listening, like that's also what's accepted deeply in our culture. That like, That's just what it is because then the next day at briefing or whatever, when everyone's shooting the shit, it's like, oh, would, would you have last night? Oh, I had bourbon. Would you have? Oh, I had a little, you know, whiskey or I had this and that. Like, that's just how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I get it. It just, it just, it makes a ton of sense. And when you don't have resources, when you don't have somebody that's like breaking down what's going on and helping you not identify with how you're feeling, Mm -hmm. or if you don't know, if you don't have like specific techniques that you can do to like regulate your nervous system out after a shift, 
I mean, why, right? We can't really blame people for surviving. And so I just right. want to, it's not really a popular thing to say, but for all the folks that are like out there drinking a ton and alcoholics, like it's not healthy, but it is a coping mechanism. It is our way of saying, I want to feel better. I want to do better. Yes. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that people have been able to stay alive, but just know that there's an, there's, there's better ways now. Yeah. Um, and the more resources that you have, mm-hmm. the more chances you have of using one of those that are better for you. Absolutely. So tell us, okay, so you're on the social, so you're on TikTok and you're on Instagram. Are you anywhere else? Uh, we're on Twitter and LinkedIn. You're everywhere. Just join Clubhouse. I don't really understand the Clubhouse yet. Oh, you got to go find me. I'm on Clubhouse too. I love Clubhouse. But that's because that's because I'm a podcaster and I love to talk. So I'm like, come talk to me, everybody. (laughs) So I've what I heard. Yeah, I'm I'm Officer Autumn on Clubhouse, everybody. So come hang out with me. It's very addicting. Clubhouse is extremely addicting. Just want to give everybody that heads up. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you run a business, that's where you need to be. Because I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be the new, I think it's going to be a really big platform is what I think. Um, and it's invite only, but um, John, I'll give you an invite. I can see your head. Going. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I want to get on. John owns this company, Erica, he created, it's called the wash your six soap. It's really cool. So it's all homemade uh, soap. So I think I saw him on, I think I, I think I just followed you not too long ago. Yeah. Randomly. Yeah. He's trying to uh, show So when you. I saw him, I was like, oh, look, that's him. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's yeah, just exactly. like the thin, it must be a thin pink line. And he's got like the thin blue line and red line. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah. So clubhouse is cool. So you're there. So now the program, what, can you tell me a little bit about the program? Um, so the program, we're really proud of it, actually. So this year we just got our national certification. So we have a four-hour post-certified training course in 36 states, um, and that is that certification is through IATALYST. So if you are interested, please feel free to like drop us a line because we want to come to you. So we come out to your department and it's really cool because we have such small classrooms that we have this 100% class engagement where the program was actually built on this really cool survey, um, which if you are a police officer, if you head to tacmobility.net slash surveys, uh, there are three different ones that you can serve that you can choose from, but we have one that's called law enforcement and cumulative stress. This is the world's largest ongoing survey. Um, so when we were building this program, one of the board members is a psychiatrist and she was looking up different clinical research studies and there aren't any large studies on police officers. No, that is wild to me. You guys are so unique in the things that you go through that I was like, what? So I created the survey and I ask you tons of questions just about your past experience with resiliency, with understanding mental health. I ask you about, oh, my internet connection is a little wonky. I ask you about um, what types of physical stress symptoms you have. We talk about, we, I ask you how to self-assess yourself. And from the results of that is how we created the program. So when we come into your department, I'm, I'm acknowledging your experience first, and then we get into breaking down the stigmas that you might 
experience or stigmas that you might have or challenges that you might see. And we make it very simple in terms of this is how your body works. Mm. This is why it does the the things that it does. Mm -hmm. And this is how you do the opposite of that. And then we incorporate the physical aspect of things where once we get you to understand how the mind and the body are connected, Mm -hmm. once we get you to understand how to identify your emotions, Mm -hmm. then we get into physical practice where the tactical body bending happens. (laughs) Love that. I just want to say tactical body bending. (laughs) You need to like do some TikToks with tactical body bending. People are going to be like, what is that? So it's really cool. So people can take the survey and then people can like, there's a course they can buy. Yeah, we have two different options. So you, anybody can take the survey, definitely recommend you do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, And then officers have the option of purchasing the program themselves. We have an online condensed version that is not a post accredited program, um, but you'll get, you know, just sort of like the meat of what we're doing. And then the in-service training is something that your department would bring us out for. for Love it. Love it. And so tell us again what the website is, Erica. TACMobility.net. You can find our surveys. We've got some free resources that are listed up on there. Um, You get, uh, we list all of our services. We offer private one-on-one. This is like my favorite part of what we do because the one-on-ones are where the magic happens. I think that people just are looking for an opportunity to kind of offload and they're looking for people that understand their experience. So you can Mm. kind of like cut through the shit. People are like ready to get rid of this shit. (laughs) Like people are ready. So we have some talk therapy that you can go through. We do connecting couples, which is a really cool resource. So if you haven't, if you're in a relationship and your spouse maybe isn't a police officer, it's a great way to sit down together and get a wider perspective on what it's like to be in your relationship. Very cool. Well, thank you very much, Erica. Thank you for being here and, and sharing your wealth of knowledge. So any last thing you want to leave uh, Sheepdog Nation with before we head out? Yeah, dude, 100%. So the something that people will see if you kind of stumble onto our pages, we talk a lot about um, relationships with the community. There is a really large aspect of our organization where we believe that supporting the mental health of police officers will equip you guys with the capacity to engage with communities better. Mm. So there's a lot of conversations about, you know, fuck the police and all cops are racist. And there's a lot of stuff going on, like defunding the police complete, like reforming is completely out the door. It's like, fuck it, get rid of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What we do is we go into, (laughs) Yeah, actually, you know, it's kind of interesting. So I met with this, I reached out to this um, Black Lives Matter group and I was like, hey, I'd really like to um, just sit down and talk about what I'm doing on the police training side of things. I want to see what you guys are doing. Help me just get to know you. And they're like, we don't work with cops. We stand for the abolishment of police altogether. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, question. So what happens when we abolish police and we have hundreds of thousands of individual people in our communities that are now jobless? Mm-hmm. 
and well, purposeless. I mean, not even that. Not even that. What happens when we have fucking thousands of people getting raped and murdered and sure. you know all this shit? And what are we gonna do? Just be a free for all? I mean, does everybody have an, a fucking solution for that? <laughs> you know. I mean, and, there's that's and, the obvious. You, you know, just one last yeah. thing. And the the last thing is this is like a lot of people's answers are we'll bring the military in. Well, let me tell you something. You think you don't like the police? You really aren't going to like the military. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like the obvious argument, but I think something that's being missed is like, Hey, how did that go when we just ignored veterans? How did that go when we ignored homeless people? How did that ignore when we ignore, like, how did they go when we ignored family members with massive trauma that turned into drug addicts? If, if you don't care about these individuals that make up this community, then you're not headed in the direction that you think you're headed in. We still have to care for these people because they're people. Mm -hmm. So like, we want to help bring people to a table and say, let's talk about our experiences. Let's also talk about the future, but what is it that we don't understand about one another? Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, because I feel like if people understood cops the way that I did, and if people understood black people the way that I did, you know what I'm saying? Like we all just have something to learn from each other, but we just who's gonna sit down together? Well, <laughs> like, and I and I fully no, I fully agree. I mean, there needs to be we need to have conversations, there needs to be meetings, we need to be understanding one another a hundred percent. Yep, you're hundred percent right. I actually wrote an article, uh, I was published in Law Officer magazine, and it talks about police reform. And I, I just outline a lot of like what you say said, but like just completely different. Like, yeah, we do need police reform. It's not, I don't think that that's a secret. And I don't, I really have to tell you, I don't think a lot of cops are against that. It just, you know, like you said, like the mental health matters. I mean, people, people like what the public and what's not being shared is like, yeah. So like we have a video of some cop being an ass, right? Like, and there's some cops really, and like, I'll be the first one to say, it. there's some cops who do not, should not have the badge. And I know all good cops know that. And, and we also don't stand for that. But the thing is, is if you see some guy or girl having a bad day, we've all seen these videos go viral, but nobody is telling you what that officer is dealing with and the amount of stress, the, how that agency does not have their back, what is going on? Like, in like mm -hmm. the pressure cooker that they're in. And then on top of that, nobody's helping that officer cope and deal. It's exactly what you, you know, you've been talking about. So yeah, I mean, it's a multifaceted issue, but uh, turning our head and, and, and ignoring it definitely is not the solution. So. Dude, I love that you said that. So I met with this, um, this BLM supporter and I was like, so what do you like, in your opinion, how should cops, what would, what would reform look like? And she goes, well, I think that they should just have like mandatory time where they can just like chill out. And I was like, <laughs> let's go, girl, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> and I told her, I kind of gave her a glimpse into your guys' experience. And she's like, I didn't know that. And I'm going, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't either. I started off with questions like, why can't you just shoot him in the leg? Or like, you know, if, if cops aren't guilty, then why are there payouts? Right? Like those were my questions too. Yeah. And then I went through a shooting simulation and I was like unprepared mm -hmm. for the physiological reaction that I had to that experience. And I was like, whoa, we are. There, 
yeah, like we are missing some vital aspects to the conversation of reform. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think the conversation could go on and on. Here's what I think. I think that it's cool that you're out there and you're willing to have these conversations and you're out there, but you're also helping first responders. So I really appreciate you taking the time, Erica. Um, I know people are going to go and blow up your TikTok. It is amazing. Love your TikTok. Love everything that you're doing. Sheepdog Nation, make sure you go hang out with Erica. Find her on Tac Mobility on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Her profiles are not only entertaining, but they're extremely informative and you will learn something and you'll take something away um, right after you go and see them. Thank you so much, Erica, for being here. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. They buried me in the water and I came, I knew. Now I'm baptized in blue. I'm a fighter, I'm a runner, never quit. I refuse to lose. I got heart and I got crazy. I'm a warrior. Just been baptized in blue. I'm a warrior. Just been baptized in blue. I'm a fighter. Take it to the light, like Will and Bright. I wouldn't expect you to understand what I do. Only the thin blue line, cause they baptized in blue. Uh. I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit. I refuse to lose. I got heart and I got gritty. I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue. I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue. I'm a fighter. I know it was him, but it could have been I What about the kids? Uh, what about the spouse? Yeah, now who gon' put food inside them babies' mouth? It's a bigger picture when the officer down Domino effect, Blue Nation, family, country, and town The media don't cover us huh. Well, maybe Fox, cause MSNBC and CNN Surely don't care about cops, politicians More concerned about protecting the legal Instead of laying the law down And protecting the people Let me get off my soapbox Before I curse, I don't see way too many cops Riding in hearse, well I wouldn't expect you to understand What I do, only the thin blue light Cause they baptized I'm 
completion I'm gonna complete it If that means being deleted I live with the credence I do this for the combat vets and LEOs When I'm suited, ready to go It's either friend or foe Only Lord knows what my future's in store I only kill with the hope to see more So God don't close that door If I take a life, it's him or me with the host to survive, not big a tree. I go in situations that you cannot imagine. Deal with things that you cannot fathom. No, it buts or rather. I'd rather fight for cause than live for nothing. So when you read my headstone, you know I died for something. You hypersensitive, she complain by justified force. You blame the cops first, that don't work, you blame the courts. But I wouldn't expect you to understand what I do. Only the thin blue line, cause they baptized in blue. Oh, I'm a fighter. I never quit, I refuse to lose I got heart and I got gritty, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue I'm a fighter, number winner, never quit I refuse to lose I got heart and I got gritty, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue uh.